In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, what I receive from the Lord, I hand on to you. On this great and holy night, I am paused to reflect that 41 years ago today, I came into this world for that purpose, to hand on to you what I received from the Lord. Like St. Peter, perhaps I did not understand it then and came to understand only later. But here we are in this temple of God before this holy altar. True things are not quite lit as they usually are. The holy water fonts are empty. The blessed sacrament is not kept in the tabernacle with us. We sing certain hymns and antiphons only this one time a year. Like all of those ancient Israelites would be asked, what makes this night different? from all other nights. And we would write back, because we glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we have life and light and resurrection. He is the one who covered death with shame, cast the devil into mourning. He is the one who smote sin and robbed iniquity of any offering that it had to make or children it could have. In the same way as Moses robbed Egypt of their slaves, so he is the one who brings us out of slavery and into freedom, from the darkness into the great light of his life, from the tyranny of our own desires, into the kingdom of his beautiful will. It is he who gave us this new priesthood, and through it, in our communion, makes us a chosen race, a holy people belonging to his own self. Shortly will come the washing of the feet. I will lay off this garment which symbolizes the power and the love of Christ. I will place it on the altar as a sign that I do not belong to myself, nor is my priesthood mine, but is God's. You will see a white alb, and you might be tempted to think, oh, Father likes his lacy alb. See rather what it is, if I received it as a gift from a priest now many years dead, who labored long and hard under the iron curtain, in secret preaching the gospel to those behind the dark veil of atheistic communism. And when he died, he gave it to a friend who gave it to me, not because I deserve it, but because Christ does. And so this garment worn by a man who sacrificed much, I might kneel down and wash the feet of some of our brothers and sisters. And in this washing can become for you, child, a great instruction. For Jesus Christ would teach us by what he is now doing, how great is the purity of heart we should have to approach the holy altar. He that is washed, says the Lord Jesus, 
does not need to be washed but his feet, as though he would say, This altar is such that whoever comes to it should not only be free of grave sin, but should strive, as we all might strive, to cleanse their soul from even the tiniest fault. No spiritual toe jam when we come to the Lord, but purified by the holiness of their lives, the contact with the world which is like dust that can cling to our feet. You might pray that your priest becomes more sacrificial and more charitable. Perhaps his waistline will span or shrink, but he might become more pure of heart. And you too might say to the Lord God, as I wish my brothers and sisters whose feet are being washed to be a sign of holiness and service, let me also be a sign of holiness and service because we will make procession outside the church. We will have a certain imitation tonight while we could be doing many other things of that loneliness of Christ in the garden. But we will walk. We will touch feet. And we will keep even the tiniest part of ourselves pure as we have that communion with the blood of Christ. Is blood not beautiful and terrifying? It is the thing which gives us life itself, yet we dare not touch it from another. And yet we shall have co-union with the blood of Christ and hear that high call in simple chant to come to this altar with pure hearts, refined by our penances, lifted up by our prayers, ornamented by the deeds of charity which people see and those more precious ones that no one sees, those gifts that no one acknowledges, those works that no one knows. And at the end of this all, the altar will be stripped and laid bare as we know the Lord yielded his glory into the hands of his enemies ere he was crucified. And so though we might see many great and beautiful signs and seeing old, old hymns in a new, new language, things you know and things you do not, perhaps you might pause with me I spent a lot of time today in an odd way staring at these hands. Hands sired by a man, born of a woman, who have done great things and wretched things, but will get to, by no merit, hold the host and the chalice. The chalice is a simple thing. It is just a thing but it can gain an ocean of memory. In the chalice tonight I use lays two little stones. They shine bright in the light, but much brighter with memory, for the sign of the promise made from a man to a woman, the woman who was my grandmother, and the other the woman who was my mother. And as sentimental and powerful as they are, 
as all these things are. They are like so little nothing, praise God, to the one who is lifted up. And we can have that high and poetic calling, that ordinary and sacrificial calling. You might say, Father, poetry is for fancy people in cities and concert halls. We're just regular folks who run ducks and work water slides. And yet, it is that high call because he is the one who covered death with shame and cast the devil into iniquity and mourning that we can come with pure hearts and pure minds, commune with his own divine self. And whether it is ushered all together or in our own solitude and loneliness, if it is with great memory and high signs or simple and ordinary tasks, we yield ourselves into the one who yielded himself into the jaws of death, knowing that it is our glory, our life, and our salvation, the cross and the resurrection, the love and the service, the word and the deed, the beautiful beating heart, and in all things, the bright, lovely face of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.